0: You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast.
1: Likes, advice, and rumors, straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at the slow ride Pod.
2: Hello and welcome to the 282nd episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida.
0: Hey, this is Matt. Ooh, feeling a little nervous in Minnesota. And
1: this is Spencer back in Boston, Massachusetts. You guys, it's good to be home.
0: Is it Spencer? you guys? I'm a little nervous. Um we we've all had our pictures taken at a lot of bike races. We yeah. were at that sweet 2013 foam party in Louisville. I'm a little worried that Lev Parnas is going to show up in one of those pictures. Maybe me <laughs> jumping a barrier and suddenly Lev's in the background, and suddenly I'm going down. Oh, it's my campaign old Campaign finance. <laughs> I'm just he's everywhere. You know, you guys think he was he could have been there at the foam party.
2: He like, could have. I'm a little nervous, but little guy, you actually are raising a very good point here. Um, and let's get let's get into this selective photoshopping because we did get a ask slow ride right away hashtag ask slow ride on twitter from mm-hmm. our friends over in um uh denmark for the velo philly podcast they say hey guys does this make up for matthew Vanderpool's four doors and it's a picture of matthew Vanderpool kneeling pointing at a license plate of a porsche 911 <laughs> that says yep. the 911 It looks eerily Photoshopped to me. I think the apologists of Matthew Vanderpoel now are going out there trying to rewrite history about him driving that four-door Porsche. I had several people contact me off the podcast on text message asking for anonymity, including professional cyclists in the United States, saying that it is an embarrassment to the profession that he is riding a four-door Porsche.
0: I mean, I guess, yeah, maybe they're making the argument that he has more than one, and he just, maybe he needed to bring some friends to the race that day. I don't know.
2: (laughs) Oh, anyway. Well, guys, relatively um, slow week in the world of professional racing, but definitely a lot going on in our own quest of dominance. We have a lot to discuss this week, including the start of training camp. We have the Nomei Cyclocross World Cup, little guy Did a deep dive into the team bikes and it ruined his day. We also have some great (laughs) updates on some Wide Angle Podium podcasts that I want to talk about a little bit. And once again, I want to take the top of the show for myself here. Uh The Doc Hollywood is around the corner. This is the 10th year of the Doc Hollywood Invitational, lovely McAnope, Florida. 80 miles of some of the best road riding you're ever going to have. We have friends of the podcast. Uh, specifically, I think Chuck is coming in from, I believe he's in Virginia Beach. Virginia coming down with a team. Friend of the podcast, Brenda Gavick, is coming with like four people from Atlanta. We might get, a, we usually get between 50 and 60 people on this ride. I am absolutely stoked. It's free riding. Get a fair amount of taste of the gravel here in North Central Florida. And guys, one of these years, I hope that you're able to come join me. Nope. Because I'm getting to the point after 10 years, I kind of <laughs> want to stop promoting the event. <laughs>
0: I think I told you last year I was going to come this year, and I've obviously not made any arrangements or done anything. So I apologize.
2: If you guys were to come down, you could even stay in Gainesville. I will volunteer friend of the podcast, Grandpa Partain's house. He's got a sweet pool uh, that was built by... He actually got an in-ground pool installed after I moved. Coincidental, I know. But this is the mm -hmm. best part. The people that installed the pool were Juggalos.
0: Um. Well, I mean, that makes sense. Like, like, on the
2: side of the van, of the pool installation van, was the Hatchet Man.
0: It's wait, an amazing really? pool, I have to so admit. So, this wasn't, it wasn't just their thing. It was part of their business identity as well.
2: Well, I don't know if it was part of their business identity, but they were definitely Juggalos. Graham was not wow. just stereotyping. Like, they were like, whoop, whoop, and then they <laughs> drank a lot of Faygo. But anyways, All I right. digress. From the Doc Hollywood Invitational, <laughs> 10 years strong you digress this year. from that? Yeah. Guys, I am absolutely <laughs> thrilled to have friends coming in from all over the Southeast United States and any of the listeners of the podcast, it's always the second Sunday in February come to Gainesville, Florida for some of the best riding ever and doing in honor of Michael J. Fox's greatest movie.
1: Yeah. I have one quick question. I know you're like getting to the end of your rope. Um, maybe as a promoter, you want to hand this off to the next generation. See, see your baby bird, like learn to fly away. Um, But you mentioned something in there that this was a a free ride and, um, that's, uh, I don't know if you realize this, but you can charge up to $240 for a gravel (laughs) race these days. So maybe, um, maybe rethink the business model on the, on the dock Hollywood.
2: I have thought thought about this, um, (laughs)
0: Yeah, limit the entries. That'll get people. Here's the problem. So I thought about like,
2: how do I make the Doc Hollywood an official event so people come? You know, make it like a UCI race, like the original gravel race, something called the Tour of Bentonkill. And And I was, I was a little concerned because we crossed something like three county lines. So you know, there's just a lot of county commissions that are going to dip their hands into that that pocket. I'm pretty sure, Dirty Kansas, there isn't even counties at where that race is. Like that race is just out there. It's like out back. And you just you just go ride. There's no roads that we take care of. So you know, it's they just make a lot of money, hardly any infrastructure costs. Whereas it Doc Hollywood is gonna be insane.
1: So three hundred dollars an entry then. <laughs>
2: it is it is crazy. Um so we we talked a little bit about this. It is Doc Hollywood is gonna be some of my training going into the dirty Kansas. Mm-hmm. Spencer, mm-hmm. I called you this week. I have to admit, a little disappointed. You you may hear a little bit of anger <laughs> in my voice. I I'm just not seeing the effort uh yeah. I see a video I see a oh. video of Skype right now I'm not seeing the effort I know you're wearing a hooded and sweatshirt but little guy said I was looking fit um I rode <laughs> I rode 80 miles this weekend wow. including a fair amount of gravel
1: yeah Tim wow. my my apologies for um you know the uh the work conference getting me ill as they usually do there in Vegas and, uh, me being mm-hmm. out of commission all week. That is, uh, definitely my fault. Uh, I apologize for setting back your plans, uh, there for, uh, dirty Kansas,
2: but we it's
0: did part of being fake pro. We also I got apologize. a fair
2: amount of feedback on the awesome bike that we get to use. Oh, that I'm absolutely thrilled at. uh, yep. Mike is absolutely hooking us up, uh, with this. Can't wait to get that all together. Um, Friend of the pod, uh, Ben Pickle, has been telling me I need to read the uh, Race bible. So he's one of the few that I know that have done the Dirty Kanza. And he said that when he listens to the podcast, he finds himself really angry with what I'm saying because I'm like 98% <laughs> correct. He's like, you're you're very close to being right, but you're wrong mm. just enough that it really frustrates me. Oh, so, Welcome me to the show. have been saying that for years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's our... <laughs> so i did another uh fake entry for those keeping track at home Uh as we're recording the entries for dirty kansas end in two hours okay there are currently 18 tandem teams signed up of which we're one so we we totally blew up that spot there's a lot of people that have gotten in um the team names i'll tell you right now there's nothing really cool in here um I'm pretty sure I, I, with uh, tandem team, riders, so you don't sure say. I'm pretty sure the fuzz bowl, the fuzz balls, are the best. Uh, but yes, yeah, so there you go. We are one of eighteen. I think we're going to be able to get in. I don't know totally how many entries there are, but I'm pretty sure it's got to be over seven thousand at this point um, for the three thousand existing spots. Wow! Now, That's little guy, a lot. There's a lot of pros yeah. showing up. Um, there's that other. There, there's that. Who's the the guy that wears the hookah shells and says i'm sure he says bro a lot definitely mm. does the um the hang loose sign he's got the long hair tj eisenhart
0: oh okay are yeah, talking about week. michael matthews okay
2: but tj eisenhart's going to be there slaying it he's mm-hmm. he's a professional graveler now i actually okay. kind of like his business model where it's just like yeah i'm just going to get sponsored by whomever like any other pro so mm-hmm. kind of that privateer thing That's pretty yeah. cool
1: yeah mm-hmm I feel like um, gravel race uh, pros have really uh, taken on the business model style of uh, Instagram influencers. Um, <laughs> oh, for sure,
2: for
0: sure, it's one and the same here.
1: It's so are uh, they
2: buying buying followers though?
1: Probably, you know. Like probably, all you got to do is say, yeah. "Oh yeah, I'm totally doing Kanza." You sign up five, six sponsors. You throw your name in the lottery, maybe you don't get in. Oh well, maybe next year. And, uh, now,
2: now, Brad Soner had a really great meme about, it was like that, you know, the, the guy that's turning around over his shoulder to look at the woman passing towards Canberra. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something along the lines of like World Tour Pro looking at just eight gravel races on a calendar and then an entire <laughs> Grand Tour. And it kind yeah. of was a good point that we still don't know, the, we know what the national calendar is because I listened to the Wide Angle Podium Podcast The Grodio, which has to have a new episode coming out because a lot of news has been um, blowing up here. Mm-hmm. There's about seven or eight races that are clearly on the calendar. We broke the no- news yesterday to apparently half of our Twitter followers that Strada Bianchi and Paris Bay, and we'll just throw in Trobro Leone are leading yep. up the UCI gravel calendar. that's going to oh, be announced sure. in probably the next week. USA Cycling is having a, um, a forum, if you will, in Bentonville, Arkansas, which is really doing all they can to become the center of the cycling universe on mm-hmm. gravel racing. So USA Cycling is going to do a listening session about gravel racing in Bentonville. <laughs> um, wow. So yep. first it was fat bikes.
0: Yeah. First it was cross.
2: Yeah. First was cross. And then fat bikes. And now gravel mm-hmm so what's next it's got to be e-bike racing right
0: it's, it's e-bikes or zwift man i mean that's the, that's the cutting edge
1: yeah i think it'll be e-bikes and then zwift but yeah
2: and then at some point it goes back to road riding because the people are gonna be like oh that's cool
0: mm. uh, i
1: mean i
2: hope
0: it just comes back to gravel
1: yeah it, it will come back around to road riding which which will be the cool weird niche sport that nobody does anymore uh within cycling but I do feel like we're going to try to jam as many other weird new forms of cycling in between as we can because people really don't want to race road bikes, uh, including World Tour Pros, like all the way down to us amateurs.
0: I think road bikes will become kind of how when we are all first couriers and we all tried to, we aspired to ride the least practical bikes humanly possible. So, like the steepest. Uh, track bikes that could only fit nineteens that were the worst bikes for riding around town. I think in the same way, at some point, people will get to being like you, you'll you'll come back around to riding the dumbest, arrowist, most uncomfortable road bike will be the status symbol <laughs> again. You know, mm-hmm. just you're in the stupidest position ever, and people are like, "That's so cool."
1: Oh, just well, the just the Adam Hansen geometry of everything. Like yeah, like a one forty stem slammed all the way. Your frame size is two sizes too small. Mm-hmm. All seat post. Ugh, oh, I love it.
0: So did was, you guys see the uh, EF video that came out? No. They're little like they put out a little teaser like hey we're back baby was we're going. it gonna, shot in black gonna, and yeah.
2: white and their mouths agape.
0: Uh, not quite, but like it was a, like, like we're back, we're going to we're going to it excessive slow grapple. motion. Uh, no, I don't know. It's like two minutes long or something. Right, but at at the end, they they tick off races. You know, it's like we're gonna be at Kansas and all these races. So and what then races they
2: This is for their alternative calendar.
0: I I don't remember the exact number. Kansas, Leadville, Cape Epic, um, Big Sugar, orders. probably,
2: probably. Steamboat, do
0: Yeah. Okay. The the thing that got me though is at the end. And this is what made me rewind and watch it a few times. Is they listed a bunch of names really quickly. And you see Lachlan's name and you see how, you know, like the guys you expected to be in the gravel and like, I think Lawson Craddock. But then I saw Tan Tanel about Kandert. Logan Owen? Yeah, he might have been in there too. But the ones that stood out for me were Tanel Kandert, which on some deeper inspection on his Instagram account, I learned that he threw his own gravel race in Estonia oh, wow. a couple of weeks oh, ago. Is he the Estonian
2: um, gravel national champion?
0: Well, he definitely has his own race and they have some sweet uh, EF uh, inspired like jerseys that's pretty sweet go should, to his, Insta- we go to his to instagram oh i want to go to it but here's the thing here's <laughs> the thing that they threw out on the ef thing is setman mark's name came up for the alternative calendar really okay. i think they're oh. gonna send him to Kansas, and i think they're gonna have him at Kansas. he's gonna crush it obviously right he's gonna beat strickland but strickland's gonna be close enough that then vodders can look at strickland and go come on dude your world tour, you really are. You can hang with Sepp. You could win Roubaix, and they can lure him over. That's how they can get I'll, him. I'll in. tell
2: you right now how Vodders can lure Colin Strickland over. Yeah, it's by paying more more him money. what he's worth instead of trying they to lowball the guy.
0: Yeah, but no, no, like big sponsor is going to throw that money at a guy then, without
2: the proof. Then don't writers. even entertain the t- like. If you're going to come to a table to negotiate, come to the table and negotiate. You don't lowball a guy that has, for the most part, been around the U.S. domestic scene for a while doing it on his own way living out of a car you know like i mean he was doing the chase and the preams to go different areas he's one red hook crit like he's he's a legit rider for vodders to come in i think is a little tacky i think it's in (laughs) fact i was very disappointed to read that vodders came in and was like you know we'll start you on like a neo pro contract get out of (laughs) here well (laughs) that's what he said like what is that that's like when a professional basketball team here in the U.S. finds a European player and they're like, hey, I'll, I'll pay you $60,000 to go hang out in the G League. And they're like, mm-hmm. why? I'm, I'm just tearing it up here in the uh, the Super League. It's, it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Well, he's, he's under the assumption that 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 obviously the, the World Tour in those biggest races have that draw still, which obviously they don't quite as much have that draw because you know, so, Strickland turned him down. But if Steph shows up, throws down... I think they're aiming to fully win it this year. What's
2: up? Okay. That's exciting. Um, do you, I mean, maybe, maybe it would just, they'd, they'd attack like a rocket and they'd just blast off at the front of the Dirty Kenza. I don't know if you guys noticed, but that was an amazing segue for my last two mm. rides that I did this weekend in which I went to go see the SpaceX Dragon capsule because we oh, were yeah. in Florida. And oh my God, was it really loud and beautiful. It was really cool. So <laughs> I just want to throw that out there that I saw the future today and it, it looks Wait, amazing so it
0: did it did launch I, yeah I, they canceled they it yesterday it? so
2: i had to okay. go do another gravel ride today i was actually really disappointed because as oh soon as God. they canceled yesterday i was already out there and i'm like man i'm gonna have to come back tomorrow and ride my gravel bike again this does not sound like fun then i started doing the math i was like oh i just did 40 miles only five more of these is a dirty cancer of 200 miles and i'm a little little hmm. worried definitely
0: Wow, so SpaceX is really helping you train.
2: Let's also get into technology. I haven't heard the boys over at Bike Shop CX talk about this yet, but maybe I'll ask, hey, Scott, can you talk a little bit about these these new tubeless tire plug things? Um, mm-hmm. A friend of mine used one, and it didn't work. <laughs>
0: oh, There's weird. just
2: liquid goo everywhere.
0: Does it work like the ones for cars? It like, goes in, and then when you pull it back, it sort of like plugs the hole?
2: Yeah, I think. Yeah. But it didn't yeah, work, yeah. so I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll you push figure. it in. You push it in, and then you pull it out. And uh, so.
0: I still don't believe the two, that, 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 that the slime that all you people have been putting in your gravel tires is real. I still think <laughs> it's not a real thing that does anything. Like, you just. There's no way to know if it worked. It could have just been random happenstance um. that your, your thing plugged. I just. It's just not real. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's real. I've seen so many people, though, flat with their tubeless and then be like, oh man, it just wouldn't, uh, it just shot the goo out and it didn't. Like, there's no, you can't prove it. Because if you, if it doesn't go flat, it doesn't go flat. Maybe you never got a puncture. Maybe it just (laughs) got some dirt snuck into that hole. I've tried that stuff in tubulars and it's never worked. I just don't know. I don't think it's real.
1: Well, tubulars, it's, it's not going to work as well because there's actually a tube inside a tubular, mm-hmm. and you're trying to patch this tiny, very thin piece of latex uh, rubber, um, whereas patching a, a, an actual tubeless tire, you got a lot more material to work with uh, for that stuff mm-hmm. to catch on to and, and build a, a barrier, a new replacement barrier on. It, it does work. I don't know if it's great on uh, on road tires because um yeah of the high pressures and stuff but uh on mountain bikes and in gravel tires uh, it's the bee's knees little guy I
0: now are you sponsored by big slime how <laughs> how does this work are you I, are you uh, in the pocket a big big tire goo i'm how deep it, how does it work
1: i'm deep in the slime little guy i okay. i don't like to admit it but i'm deep in the slime
0: that's what I thought. Yeah. I thought. So now this is where we segue straight to the preem lap, and we're sponsored by seven <laughs> different kinds of tire goo <laughs> this week, right?
2: <laughs> so so um, we do need to segue into cyclocross racing. So at the Nome, it's Nome or Name? It's whatever you want. All right, we'll call it the Name. Psychocross um, World Cup Anne Marie Worst takes first over Celine Del Carmen Alvarado, and a fantastic performance by a Captain America herself, Katie Compton, just yeah. three seconds behind the lead, forty seconds clear of the remaining group, including uh, Clara Haslinger. So, how awesome was it to see Katie Compton on the front of a World Cup again, guys?
0: I think it's great, and especially because we are what two weeks to Worlds, mm-hmm. right on track. Right on that, track. I like I Spencer, and like you said earlier this year, when I was I thought I was injured that it was perfectly going to perfect my form. And I don't know if that's yep. happened yet, but Katie Coffin started the year with a broken arm and boy, it sure seems like that form trajectory is ramping up just when it needs to, as opposed to the dropping form of these non-broken arm people. Come on, everybody get out there and hurt yourselves. <laughs>
2: Training
1: it's the tip. way to do it. It's guaranteed. It's the way it's to, to do, do it.
2: it. Then on the men's side, we have a win once again by Eli Ezerbeat, Tune Arts and Lauren Sweek in third place. Mm
0: -hmm. asterisk no Vanderpoel. Come on. Yeah. Lars Vanderhart in fourth,
2: Tom Pithock rounding out the wide angle podium in fifth. Gentlemen, I am going to bring up the standings for the UCI world cup after Eli Ezerbeet's victory today Mm -hmm. in the men's race. Mm -hmm. Do you have an idea of where he stands in the overall now?
0: I think he is very, very close to tune. Tune's in the lead, and he's very close.
2: There is no way he's going to beat Tune. Tune is still a good 50 points clear, 51 points clear. So, honestly, okay. very The women's, impressive.
0: though, is really close. Like, the next week, the women's one World Cup standings yeah. should come down to that race. And it's, I think, well, Alvarado's still got it, but it's, like, five points? I mean, it's super close. It's going to be a sweet race. Points.
2: You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, so, we're
0: going to have two great races within the women's race next week. So, Wake up early, tune in. I'm going to do it. Come on.
2: No, it's going to be great. So the last last round of the World's Cup next week at Hoogerheide. Um, and we should definitely get to see some things as they build up for the World Championships.
1: And, so uh, um, last week, I know we were talking about uh, whether or not um, Del Carmen Alvarado would race U23 or Elite. Yeah. And she yeah. basically the next day... Um, Announced that she was going to race elite, mm-hmm. uh, and then this weekend yes. in the elite race gets beat by Amory Verst. So <laughs> yeah,
2: flip flop right back to the. Are United. we thinking? No. Yeah,
1: and in a day or two here, we're going to get an announcement that uh, she's going back to U 23s until the uh, confidence comes back up from another victory. Um, I
0: hope not. She uh, was we, well, she beat by like, I mean they battled back and forth, so it's not like she got her she got it handed to her or something, you know.
1: Okay. I'm just saying, stay you the know?
0: course, stay the course. Don't question. She shouldn't question anything. She's still probably got this in the bag unless Sanay Khan, who is who was secretly training somewhere is going to do what she does mm-hmm. best which show up to worlds and crush everyone's hopes and dreams.
1: It's true. <laughs> any, any of those three are, are potential winners, um, for worlds. I think it's fair to say, uh, this weekend though, I think did a little damage to the, brand of lucinda brand
2: <laughs> okay. so said so brand brand needs a brand manager the brand's brand is a little brand
1: a uh, little tarnish to the brand there um for lucinda yeah um came in 10th i believe um not looking particularly good but maybe just riding easy saving the legs a little who knows um could be mind games but uh yeah that race is shaping up to be exciting
2: Another yes. thing that is um, shaping up to be super exciting is the uh, tour down under where our very own correspondent, Michael Matthews, is at training camp. We're going to check in with him after <sighs> the three months. My
1: name is Matthew Vanderpool, and I don't listen to the Slow Ride podcast.
2: Hey guys, big news in the land of the Wide Angle Podium Network and the Slow Ride Podcast Prem Lap. Mm -hmm. We are happy and proud to welcome back our friends at WHOOP. Head over to WHOOP.com and you are going to be able to use the promo code WAP to save on the 12 to 18 month membership. And if you are not familiar, WHOOP was the and is the wristband the sleep monitoring wristband which keeps track of your sleep your training exertion and how you are carrying your workload as you're gaining fitness for various um fitness goals so check it out you're gonna go to whoop.com and use the promo code wap to save on membership
1: yeah yeah 15 percent is a pretty significant uh, little chunk there when you're buying that 18 month uh, membership which is i think the way you should go um you know, just based on the uh, based on the math, I've I've done the math here on the napkin, and uh, you're gonna save yourself a good chunk um, going with that package, and then getting the fifteen off on that. You you won't find a better deal anywhere. So check it out, whoop.com, uh, and use that promo code to save yourself some big
2: bucks. And welcome back, Whoops! Thanks for the support of the Wide Angle Podium Network, and we'd also like to thank Works and their Hydro Shot Power Cleaner. You head over to yourcleanbike.com, and you're going to use the promo code GEARUP, and you're going to save 15% on a variety of works devices, including the HydroShot Power Cleaner, which is the ultimate power washer for your bike. It's the right amount of pressure, so you're not going to blow out your bearings, and it makes cleaning your bike a cinch. It's fantastic. Little guy has used all types, has used his power cleaner all different ways with just mm-hmm. the two liter bottle uh, adapter. So you get just the right amount of water to go, uh, you know, power wash the windows. Uh, he had a Tom Boone and Tom Boone's birthday party, so maybe it was a, a toy, a toy in the birthday game. What do you? What was it, little guy? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: that would have been good. Uh, maybe not today. It was uh, really cold today, and that might have been bad. But I did uh, go fat biking this weekend, and uh, it wasn't my fat bike, so I just left it at uh, Big Matt's house and didn't pull out the power washer to wash it, and made him wash it. So <laughs> if it was my fat bike, I would have got out my Works power washer and cleaned it, but. I wasn't a very good friend.
2: <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> you better watch out because he may come with his very own power washer and just take it take you to task on a nice ice, bone chilling day in Minnesota. <laughs> f- so head over fair. to yourcleanbike.com dot <laughs> com and use the promo code Gear Up to save fifteen percent on your very own Works Hydro Shot Power Cleaner. And guys, let's get back to the show. Ride Podcast. All right, guys, we're back. We have a slew of emails, Twitter questions, text message questions. I will get to the first of them. This one comes in to us from friend of the pod, Ben Pickle. Little guy, this is directly mm. to you. Okay, With I don't your know your recent talk about the Day Across Minnesota Gravel Ride. Yep. Are you ready to be the first commit to Dirty Kanza XL in 2021.
0: Oh, what is that? Four hundred thousand dollars. Three hundred.
2: I think it's three hundred fifty miles. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm but pretty sure How much that, does it cost?
1: Thousand dollars a mile. <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> you need to raise. Um, you need to pledge raise for it, like it, uh, like the Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts of America. <laughs> You need to sell cookies to raise funds.
2: Yeah, yeah. I okay, will we can, not. We can commit. do a bake sale for you. I guarantee, yeah, I, if you yeah, bake sale, if you were the first one to call your shot right now, line up for the DKXL. Like you're just doing the, you're just doing reconnaissance this year. Yep. Spencer and I will be your pit crew. Okay. In 2021.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah, if we can, I think I'll do this. It's like a Kickstarter. I mean, if we if we raise the entry fee and at least one tank of Vanagon gas, I'll do it. So what's that like um yeah I got to you know future I'll go on the futures market and we'll price out that tank of gas and so, then uh <laughs> You know, so I gotta yeah, gotta raise at least five hundred dollars. I like, I like that you're calling
2: your shot without ever even seeing um, what the Dirty Kansas course looks like. I mean, I know we've seen a lot of photos of it. Um, I've, seen, I, I've
0: seen pictures. How hard could it be? I,
2: I'm not gonna lie. I I pulled down my uh, Nick Lagan book, Gravel Cyclist, to try to get as much. Which you're featured in. I don't know if you remember. We got that book sent to us, little guy, and you're featured from Almanzo. Your pictures on the start of one of the chapters. Um, wait, really?
0: I, wait, I didn't know that. Yeah, I knew, this is like I knew podcast this book, but I haven't looked at it.
2: It's like slow ride podcast episode, I don't know, ninety or something. Yeah, what yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. The,
0: wait, right, my a picture's in
2: there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look, you look like a million dollars. That's crazy.
0: Did I tell you guys about the time I went into the CBD store and there was a picture of me riding my bike on the wall what? inside
2: the CBD <laughs> store?
0: Yeah, like on on like a on like a promo. On, did it say on, underneath? Like don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> <laughs> there's a table there's a table with a bunch of cbd Did i didn't tell you guys this no, and no. there was a picture from a bandit cross in minneapolis a couple years ago and there's me and um a couple people i couldn't recognize and ben hovland and we're like on this i don't know, like a big dirt feature and we're like turning around the top but like i am dead center in this picture
2: at a cbd um, store you are one you're only one um <laughs> no no one separation I, we, away from floyd landis
1: yeah, yeah, we need to know no, what the know. tagline you, is on this image. Like, what what was the sell?
0: I don't know. I, it's super weird because it's just like a picture of some people riding across, and then it's like, buy CBD oil. <laughs> um, but I didn't tell you, so I walked in this store. I was actually delivering to these guys, delivering them some posters. And Post- I walked in, and I, and I they, looked they over. Like, they
2: like, can you stop at Jimmy John's first? <laughs> Give me a sandwich. <laughs> It
0: probably said that. I walked in and I looked over. The first thing before I even said hi, I looked over. I saw myself and I was like, "That's me."
2: Like <laughs> <laughs> you, you pointed nice. out to them.
0: Yeah, I was like, and they're like, "Oh, really?" And I was like, "That's me right there. That's me." I don't. I was like, "I don't have that bike anymore." I was like, "That's got to be five years ago." Uh,
2: oh that's man, super this is, weird
0: this, that I'm, I'm in your store. No- Here's your posters.
2: Now, Spencer, have you ever been used as a um, unwitten model for no. selling a product?
1: All my cycling modeling has been paid. Yeah. Um
2: So Yeah, it's weird you guys. No, no, little guy, you may... I I mean, I'm going to yeah. bring this back to me.
1: Yeah, let's not don't forget.
2: Do it. Let's not forget that I uh in 2005, my photo going down Nicollet <laughs> Mall in my sweet Panasonic track bike yes. with the gold handlebars and I yes. was and I was wearing my Fossil Bordolo cap pulled down over I had some of the ugliest sunglasses, like straight out Diller, David Miller's collection. They're real bad. They're uh, extremely bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I was wearing yeah, my... Union
0: cap, used to share them.
2: And I was wearing my Monex jacket. Remember my old Monex <laughs> jacket? And the Monex jacket was so awesome because it had gold bars coming up from the bottom and on the sleeves. Yes. I've actually kept this. And if you yeah, looked really you closely at the sublimation of the gold bars, it had 24K on it. So you knew that it was <laughs> nice. legit gold. I had Monex team jacket. And they were using my photo to sell the old Nicolet Condo Tower at yeah. the Let It Be in downtown Minneapolis. Now and they t- blew that thing up. Like I was a full yeah. f- picture frame.
0: Now how's how did that, that building got built, right? No, not at all. It, oh, you're uh, right. It yeah, didn't. Yeah.
2: I'm pretty sure that I didn't sell enough condos in 2006 <laughs> yeah. before the uh, the bottom dropped out on the Raised entire market. The market, market crashed. Yep.
1: So, uh, so that's your review. Little guy, how is CBD doing, do you think?
0: <laughs> I mean, from what I can tell, man, that that's just blowing up. It's everywhere. I don't all have right. any idea.
1: Well, and Seems anybody... to be doing okay.
0: I don't know about that particular CBD store. Uh, it's in the North loop. It's right by Bev's wine bar. So it's sort of oh. fitting. It's a past uh, sponsor of our cycling team.
1: Yeah, so. I think it's fine. Um, yeah. And if anybody wants to know, uh, you know, where they can find my, my paid gigs, um, they can find the Mozzie catalog from 2009.
0: And, <laughs> yeah, um, head over to the I'm way back. What's weird is that
2: yeah. Loga, you and I were kind of featured in there in a video. We never got paid, but, um, I digress. <laughs> Although I do like how Spencer did get the back of the catalog. It was very, I was very proud of him. Um, Doing the no-handed yeah. track stand, uh, yeah, 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 doing pretty good.
0: It was legit. Well, that, those were. That, Wait, those, so those what were what we talking about before this? Oh, started?
1: um, little guy, did you autograph the uh, photo after you walked in, <laughs> proclaimed, called your Babe Ruth, pointed at the wall, and was like, "That's me," without even looking at it? And then you pulled out the sharpie like, that you have in your sock. Oh socks my god! For such an occasion. <laughs> Signed it and then left. Right
0: uh i should have what was weird about it is and you know and this doesn't happen much where you walk in somewhere and there's a picture of you up yeah um, there was something uh, yes. else so weird about then i i handed them the stuff the pa- like the envelope of stuff and they were like thanks and then i was standing Did they recognize there you? well it's kind of a far away shot and i had a i had like a different facial hair and i don't know you know i was like were in shorts. It was winter when I went in the store. I don't, it was different, but it was like then. I it was kind of hard to know how to leave the conversation, you know? Because <laughs> then, sure I, they at, were at ready a certain point, to leave
2: the conversation. CBD store.
0: The CBD guys seemed a little surprisingly like a bunch of stoners, and they didn't seem very socially smooth with the thing. And I, at some point, had to be like, "I actually need your name because I'm delivering this to you." <laughs> Um, so I had to like turn it back to that. And, and then I was just like, I, all right, man. So it's weird that that's me. I don't know why that's here. Obviously, that's you guys didn't take the picture. They're like, yeah, I don't know.
1: Little guy, uh, are you planning to go back there? Um, and if so, are you going to steal the poster or are you going to ask for it?
0: Um, I should go back and ask for it when they take it down. That's a good point. Can um, we also.
2: Why is this photo not on either A, our Instagram or B, our Twitter account, which you do have access to? Um,
0: yeah, I do. That's true. You know, in the moment when it happened, I was too startled um, by the fact that it was there. I had heard from uh, our bud BK that I was, a picture of me was up in the freewheel in like a diner or something. And I've never been out there. So I don't actually know if that's true either. (laughs) Um, I I don't know what I'm doing, what I'm doing or Eden Prairie, I think it's the Eden Prairie free will. So I've never been out. I don't even know where that one is. So I haven't even investigated that farther. I don't know why I'm up.
1: Another CBD ad or something else.
0: I assume it's the same CBD (laughs) ad, (laughs) Okay, um, but we, so that one made a little more sense because we all know our, our buddy, Jake, um, Long time manager at, at 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 Free Will, and also in the Slow Ride podcast, takes a lot of ph- does a lot of photography.
2: Well, there is so much more. Let's get right into it. Hey guys, longtime listener, first time caller, big fan of the show. I woke up to an interesting email this morning from EF. Apparently, because I made the wise choice to donate fifty dollars to save, and then immediately abandon Argyle in exchange for a sweet mug. <laughs> I have the opportunity to buy a 2019 team bike in the EF digital garage sale. Oh. A cool factor aside from showing up to my group ride on Finney or TJ's bike. They're actually a great deal. A one year old dura DI2 System 6 for $4,000. i would guess the maintenance on them has been pretty good too. I just want to interject here. And this email is from Ryan. <laughs> uh, Ryan. Yes. The maintenance has probably been fantastic. Mm -hmm. But it's also been ridden through, you know, horrible conditions (laughs) consistently, multiple hours. More hours have been put on that bike in the last year than you're going to put on it in the next five or six years.
0: Well, and TJ's bikes hit the ground like what? Eight, (laughs) (laughs) nine times? Yeah. Boom, TJ. Come at me.
2: (laughs) Yeah. If you're going to want to do it, you're going to want to find the rider. If you're going to buy a team bike, go to the Pro Cycling Stats page for EF 2018. See who rode the least amount of race days. Oh, there you go. Right. And then make sure it says B Bike. Um, <laughs> my question is when I show up to my local Cat 4 crit on this bad boy, will the others quit immediately because I am obviously going to win? Or will they go ahead and start to only watch me right away while they're distracted by the sheer beauty of this baby? Also, I bought an EF bucket hat and have been beating the ladies off with a stick ever since.
1: Obviously. Ryan,
2: unwitting <laughs> yeah, JV fanboy. Ryan, thank you so much no. for the email. So the question is, gentlemen, how are the, his fellow Cat4s going to respond when he shows up?
1: I love this. I, You know what I love about this question and what I respect about this question is that I thought for sure it was going to be like, is this, should I buy this bike? You know, yes, no kind of question. no oh he's buying this decision it. this decision's already yeah, made yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. We, the hard part's done the question is how how are people going to well, react to this <laughs> and ef has
2: totally got him hook line sinker they they roped him oh, in yeah. classic classic sales tactic right like a uh-huh. little toehold like hey man support the team 50 dollars, get a coffee mug next year they can count on him for four grand next year yeah. <laughs> what's he going to be buying Oh, like a, you have well, the team car. If you got
1: the bike, that's yeah, good. you need the team car. It's obvious. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, oh uh, JV
2: I'll fly to dirty Kansas and I'll pay you to be able to run neutral support at one of the stops in the middle of <laughs> my, nowhere. <laughs> my dental practice actually has a booth at the expo. Did <laughs> <laughs> you didn't entry? <laughs> um so Ryan, big fan of your style that you are going to buy this bike. Little guy, how are the Love cat it. fours going to respond when he shows up on this cat uh, with on this Cannondale System 6 with full dura Di2?
0: I mean, they're going to be like, yeah, dude, I got that bike too. Because all those Cat 4s <laughs> ride way too much bike. <laughs> Probably, though, uh, they're going to be upset because I did a little deep dive the other day. And 2018 is the last time that almost all the team bikes looked good because it's the last time no one, almost no one was on disc, at least at the beginning of the year. Yeah, let's um, talk about so this a little
2: bit, little guy. Is uh, it, so You did do this deep now. dive in the uh, tour down under... Um,
0: we've got all the first looks at the bikes yeah, popping yeah. up right now. What? So we got all the, you know, you can look at all the new team bikes and you go through it. Basically everyone except for strangely, uh, the evil empire, ineos that you would kind of think would have gone first. They're on rim brakes. And I think Michelin's maybe but got some options. The DeRosa's
2: rim brake from Cofidis.
0: Ah, uh, some of them maybe, but I've seen, I've, I've only seen pictures of the, um,
2: they're running the campy disc. Oh.
0: Yeah. So, so the thing. So I looked back through the system, other ones, the previous years. In twenty nineteen, it was kind of like iffy. You know, some a lot of teams are on only discs. Some are like mixing it up. You go back to twenty eighteen, early twenty eighteen, every picture is a rim break, and it says like, ah, oh, you know, some teams might mix with disc. So I think the only last safe time you could look. And a Pro Tour bike was 2018. Well, I and when you say safe,
2: um, the key word there is safety and not cutting your leg open with disc rotors. Um, yes.
0: Where did that panic did, go? Did Come you know on, that bring panic? that, that, bring that unnecessary panic. panic back.
2: That was the panic that was going to save us from the disc brake apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh,
0: yeah, that was just old riders, too. Yeah. So,
2: little guy, off top of your head, mm-hmm. what's the number one looking team bike? You have to pick one. That you remember is it the Bianchi for Lotto Jumbo?
0: Yeah, I guess you're right. It is, and so I, there's just, here's the thing I found, and obviously I'm not like the first genius to think of this or anything, but um, it's the teams that are really thinking about Grand Tour success that are still sticking with Rim Break. So Ineos, Jumbo, and Michelin's kind of mixing it up, and those three teams are like the. Te- I mean, like every, obviously there's other teams that want to have success in Grand Tours, but those ones are like that's where their goals mainly lie and it's cause of weight. And I'm really surprised that these rim brake bikes or these disc brake bikes. Like they haven't found a way to get them down to minimums. Like, yeah. are they actually that much heavier? Like I believe it because I think they're stupid, but I'm just really surprised that like, while we've had such a panic about everyone trying to be at the minimum for years, you've got grand tour contenders showing up with heavier
2: bikes in the mountains. That's nuts to me. I don't know. No, it's, it's, a a, it's a very good point. Um, let's, uh, let's keep going. Let's keep this train a-rolling. Next email comes in from Rodrigo Silva. Hey, guys. I've emailed a few times, and you've mentioned my comments on air, but before anything, I'd like to thank you and congratulate you three. I'm providing a great podcast on cycling, racing, and all other relevant matter. I look forward to your episodes, and I'm going back to listen to the ones I've missed. Thank you. I am writing to share a few videos of a recent trip my girlfriend and I took to the Netherlands this past October. We spent the weeks walking around and wandering and discovering the country by car. And on the last day, the magic happened. I came across an Instagram. I thought for a second he was uh, proposing to his, uh, his girlfriend there. Sorry to put you on the spot, Rodrigo, but uh, go to Netherlands. And then the magic happens on the last day. And then you're going to talk to us about how you met someone from the Casino Velodrome, <laughs> like a fellow racer that lives full time in, uh, in the Netherlands and runs the Velodrome races there. And you ended up buying tickets and spent the night watching racing, eating Fritz, and bitter ballin' with beer. It was amazing. There's even an older gentleman wearing his wooden clogs watching the racing and speaking to me. Too bad I didn't understand a Uh, word. To end the night, my friend Christian was able to get me autographs with Morgan DePau, Eamon Lucas, and Nikki Terpstra. Major props on the Nikki Terpstra autograph. The videos are fantastic. Guys, two things stick out to it for me. One, smoke-filled mm. velodrome. I absolutely love it. The amount of diesel fumes and uh, cigarette smoke just really just, I'm sure, make a great and pleasant cycling experience. And mm-hmm. the video includes derny racing, which hands down is oh. still one of my favorite things.
0: Yeah, it's my favorite thing I've never experienced in any fashion.
2: I've just watched the videos, and it's clearly <laughs> that it's totally rigged, because there's like the guys that they're like way behind and then suddenly in the last lap, they pass everybody and they get the lead. But I do want to drive a derny. friend of the podcast, Martin Steele in uh, Scotland has got dirty licensed, I believe on the Chris Hoy velodrome in Scotland. Oh, wow. So they still exist.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you so, have to get
2: a special license? I do don't it? know. Like, can, can you just buy a derny and ride around on the streets?
0: Well, what makes it a journey as opposed to just a small motorcycle?
2: That's what I want to know.
0: Well, the- like at the Minnesota Velodrome, we just had like a teeny little old
2: Honda. <laughs> we had right. a little Honda that had last been registered at the state of Minnesota in like 1983, according to the license plate that we st- <laughs> stared at for <laughs> hours. Yeah,
0: but I mean, it was up for going 23 miles an hour or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, mean, that's very true. They maybe put new tires on it once. So Who knows if it even had brakes?
2: Uh, probably had brakes. Well, anyways, Rodrigo, thanks for the great email um, and the videos. And uh, the final things we do need to just touch on briefly is uh, Tour Down Under. The women's race was this past weekend at the Tour Down Mm -hmm. Under. And America's very own Ruth Winder takes the win. And she Mm -hmm. had a stage win as well. Uh, Tour Down Under is the start of the training camp season. Pretty great to see Ruth Winder take the uh, the victory. It's a four-stage race. That also means that it's the start of roller derby season, one of the things that I want to get to, and Spencer, a little guy, it is a part of the Wide Angle Podium Network, roller derby, brand new rules this year, so head over to rollerderby.com, spell it the way a cyclist would, R-O-U-L-E-U-R, derby.com, and I just want to touch again that the rules now, the, the odds are no longer dynamic, so that... When you put an entry in on what was at one time a long shot, like let's say it was 20 to 1, you're going to get paid out 20 to 1 when you put the, the payment in. So it's not the odds when they close right before race time. And it's a very important thing. So now you can hedge bets a little bit better. So if you think the house is a little bit wrong on the opening odds, you can double down at the start. So coming up, there's some great uh, um, uh, props coming up in the, with the uh, Cyclocross World Cup. And then also uh, some various things. So as an example, you can go to who will win the Women's World Cup. And right now, uh, Celine Alvarado is at five to four odds. But if you wanted, you could get Evie Richards at 20 to one.
1: Sounds like a surefire bet.
2: Yeah, I think you guys should totally bet that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I have already started putting some bets down. So I am uh, pretty stoked on that and... Once you, uh, and then they, uh, you get a 25% bonus if you pick the world championship. So check it out. There's a good competition going on and road season is around the corner. And that's,
1: that's the key. I think as road season around the corner is because you're going to start, uh, riding with your buddies again, you're going to start the group rides. You're going to start your cans of training and you're going to need that ride fodder that four or five hours worth of chitter chatter and roller derby. will easily take up a good 20% of that ride. So uh, it's a good reason to get involved, to place some bets, and to start some trash talk amongst your uh, ride buddies. So, little guy
2: and Spencer, mm-hmm. right now, put mm-hmm. you on spot. Yeah. Luke, the grandfather of roller derby, came up with a new one this year. Will a marsupial cause a crash at the men's tour down under? It must be a crash, not merely a foot down, and or a hand swerve. It excludes a Schwalbe classic, includes only members of the mammalian infracus... Marsupialia.
0: Oh, so we're gonna get into it. Um, yeah,
2: ten to one. I'm gonna s- are the odds yeah, I'm, gonna,
0: I'm gonna say yeah, and unfortunately, that's just because you know they're all running in 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 fear for their lives, like yeah, across the country. To, I mean, the race, I guess, is is pretty far from a lot of the worst of the fires and stuff, but um, this this is kind of a dark. This is a dark bet.
2: I'm absolutely, <laughs> I'm absolutely stoked for the tour at right out Under. And uh, I can't wait to see who's going to win the overall. It's probably going to be Richie Port, not going to lie. But uh, you know, <laughs> he's, he's got to do it now. Oh, speaking of Richie Port, segue into triathlons and then segue into Garrett um, Thomas. Did yeah, you see G. the announcement that G. Thomas is going to be? Uh, that he didn't write about this in the book when I read The World According to G. That after he's done racing in the world tour, he's gonna be taking on Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. I thought, yeah. like, why not go to Gravel? Everyone else is going to gravel. He's like, eh, you know, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to the gravel before gravel. It's called Iron Man when everyone's a privateer.
0: Yeah. Um I have no idea, man. I mean, they do have
1: um like prize money when you win a triathlon. (laughs) So
2: that's something.
0: Yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing. Is he going to, is he going to,
2: is he going to beat Talansky though? Talansky's already got like two years up on him at this point. Talansky
0: is, how is he doing at this?
2: Well, I haven't gotten.
1: Yeah. Now you're on the wrong podcast. I I stopped my
2: subscription to triathlon weekly little guy.
0: I don't, I don't (laughs) have the results. Well, I just, I occasionally, I see him on Twitter you know, but he doesn't say something like, "Hey, I'd like to thank my sponsors for the win." It's usually something like, "You know, everyone be happy out there, follow your bliss, or something." <laughs> so,
1: I mean, that's good too.
0: Yeah, I know, but I mean, it's like <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know how it's going. You know,
1: the Pitbull wants you to chase your bliss, little guy. It's not, it's not that hard to <laughs>
0: understand. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm. I'm taking him up on it. Wait, so so Vinikirov has been doing triathlons, right?
1: Okay, well here's the tie-in. All right, so Evil Empire moves into triathlon.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, the the you know, the cool kids club everybody's moving into gravel. So the, we're going to see a fractured World Tour. Perhaps this will be what brings down the UCI in the end when the the 18 teams just split down the middle and it becomes a, a triathlon versus gravel and road is just dead. Road's gone. <laughs> Peru Bay obviously going to side with gravel, Trobo Leone, Strada Bianca, all going to side with gravel tour de France. I th- they might side with triathlon. They're going to throw in a couple swims and if and they've already, we've already seen Froome running up the mountain. So, you know,
2: that is very true. <laughs> that is, that is so, very, very true.
1: I just can, Let me just adjust my tin hat here, and I think it could happen, you guys.
0: So, you guys, Vino's doing triathlons, but also, if you guys <laughs> go to his Instagram, man, Instagram's great. I've got to get on Instagram. There's a lot of pictures of Vino with his kids, and they got the chin, and they're wearing Astana kits, and... They seem to be maybe in the junior it, ranks, like at the World Championships. Like, are we going to be seeing them jump into the pro team soon? Is this? Oh, I'm sure. Do we have to fear the second coming?
2: So, how are we supposed to feel about Vinokourov? Because I remember we were pretty big fanboys, especially when he was attacking Levi Leipheimer on the Schwamp Daze for, uh, you know, whatever well, like third place or whatever that. Remember, because he was going to get the jersey, or was it third place on the podium?
0: He got sixth, I think, in that tour or something because he, cause he attacked Levi. Yeah. I, I feel super conflicted, personally, because all those years um, when no one attacked, basically, because everyone was on the same stuff, um, mm-hmm. he, you had to root for him, right? Well, he was because the second fiddle
2: on T-Mobile, right? Behind... Yeah. Of, and that's how he, we were introduced to him in those beautiful pink kits, black shorts. Well, he,
0: he was the underdog, and... But obviously, we know he's dirty as could be. Um, I mean, I don't know. You know, yeah, no, he's probably evil. Come on, he 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 runs a team from like a weird dictatorship. <laughs>
2: okay, I was just I just curious, so, you know, like because the Bjarne Reese is back, right? So there's there kind of people still stick around the sport long enough, yeah. And it's just yeah.
0: Anyway, can I tell you guys? I really wanted to, but I haven't had any time. I really wanted to do and, and I wanted to do uh, like a Weird Al esque adaptation of my, my Boyfriend's Back, but my Bjarni's back. Oh,
2: you know, all right. Like, this has legs. back. This is gonna be
0: in trouble. Hey now, hey now. Bjarni's back. He's gonna get oh. Louis Menti's into a tu- uh, wind tunnel.
2: Hey now, <laughs> hey now. Oh, dude, this has got Bjarne's
0: legs. <laughs> back. Anyway, I haven't done that. Anybody else has more time than me? The, the, we got to work sixty
2: percent uh, in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, you got to work
0: sixty yeah. percent in. You work in the Louis, the sixty. Okay. Uh, so but anyway, I, podcast, I mean, it Twitter just friends. Let's it writes let's, itself. Let's right? do
2: the uh, let's do it. Let's do the Bjarni's back. We um, will get this thing written. Maybe we'll get it recorded. We know we yeah, know some people. Let's get some
0: submissions. Come on, everybody.
2: <laughs> I mean, look, you'll definitely have time to write this when you're doing the three hundred and fifty mile DK XL. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, well, I've got time but, to like do it in my head. It's it's the it's the like having time to sit down and like you know record a little guitar track and get a little get some backing vocals in there you know
2: oh this this could be good and if we do record it we'll put it on the slow ride podcast wide angle podium bonus content for all the members and supporters of wide angle oh podium for or. sure for sure um no
1: oh, it's just what they deserve <laughs>
2: we've got a sweet review five stars five stars sensations off the charts from squilly the kid the hosts good the bikes advice and rumors good the pronunciation good Thanks, Squilly. The sensations? Yeah. I'll never tell. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Crushing it once again. I'd like to thank everybody. Make sure you email us at theslowridepodcast at gmail.com for any questions, or you can hit us up at the hashtag AskSlowRide. Gentlemen, before we sign off for the week, is there anything else you'd like to discuss?
1: I uh, believe I heard a question from you, uh, Tim, on the uh, over on the old USA Cycling website. Uh, podcast that we have on the network USAC communique um, it it nobody's mentioned you but um, I believe it, it it had the makings of a, of a Tim question
2: yep yep so uh, my question was asked on the latest edition the fourth episode of USA communique which is um, Bill from crosshairs radio another wide angle mm-hmm. podium show and Lindsay is it what's Lindsay's last name Goldman. Goldman, sorry, of the old uh, Supermint team, correct? He yes. He's now the director of membership at USA Cycling. I've been absolutely thrilled by this podcast. What I like about it, a couple of things. One is not just Cyclocross talk, which I feel that, you know, sometimes we get very insular about that because that's like the most grassroots of all the cycling, but there's a lot of conversation and questions that are being asked on the roadside of things, um, how money is given to various local associations how money is developed by the u.s olympic committee um it's pretty cool and in fact i had a little uh got something got grinded my gears listening Mm. um lindsey is such a top-notch membership director that someone was calling her on new year's eve twice and then was complaining about the auto renew feature of usa cycling yeah, mm-hmm. And Which she was took it disaster. upon herself to send yeah. the guy 50 bucks from her own checking account <laughs> to pay for his overdraft fees. And I was like, all right, I understand things happen. Trust me, I've had overdraft fees that have happened. But here's the deal. Lindsay's profuse apologies were a little bit too much. And she shouldn't have to apologize for people. You got an email that said that you were going to be auto-renewed. I think one email is Okay. I got auto renewed for my VeloNews subscription. Remember, they didn't send me an email or <laughs> uh-huh. a postcard. USA Cycling yeah. at least sends out an email, like once yeah. more than enough. Like, or one is enough. Two, maybe a little bit better. But Lindsay, don't. It's not your responsibility. You did what you did your job. People, when they sign up, they're signing up for auto renew. And what do you expect? It's auto renew. Like, it is a nonprofit. Would you think they're yeah. going to ask you to have to fill out? the forum again i mean trust me i filled out the form with old usa cycling president derek bouchard hall in person it was a cumbersome mm-hmm. process if it was auto renew i wouldn't have gotten the photo up, but they would have still gotten my number <laughs> money probably for the last four <laughs> years because i would have kept my membership
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's just, i mean that's the whole name of the game right? and
2: that podcast is so great because people are like calling and asking about things like uh the question that was this week about a, a gentleman that had signed up for the gold level memberships that he could get VIP tickets to various events. And Lindsay like dug into that. And it was fantastic. Yeah. Listen to it. Bill yeah. also does a really great job of um, hosting, just stream rolling through the questions. I, I got to tell you guys, the entire Wide Angle Podium network of shows is just fantastic. Gravel Lot's killing it with the interviews. Uh, Bike Shop CX cracking me up all the time. Little guy, do you got a question for Bike Shop CX boys? Because you're going to be thinking a lot about them doing 350 miles.
0: Yeah, so I will. I'll be like, does this tubeless sealant really work? Because um, I've had nine flats. Um, I, I'm i super confused by these direct mount road derailleurs. Explain to me why it's called direct mount when it looks like the hanger's longer. <laughs>
1: That's a is good it, question. Is this
0: sort of like a clipless pedals kind of thing where people are like, <laughs> "I want clipless," and then you like give them clipless pedals, and they're like, "But I'm clipping," and you're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because it's because of this. It's. I feel like it's just that. Uh, I don't understand why it's supposed yeah. to be better. How is it supposed to be stiffer if it's longer? None of it makes any sense to me. <laughs> I feel like I'm being lied to. I feel like it's the sealant lobby has got their hands in in big derailleur hanger.
1: Yeah, we are, we are deep in the slime in, in so many different ways. Um,
2: well, with that, we'd like to thank you for listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Make sure you email us at theslowridepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at the slow ride pod and on Instagram at the theslowridepod. Use hashtag askslowride if you want to pop us a question that way. Um, we'd also like to thank BK1 of RhymeStayers Entertainment for the intro and outro of music. And we have two great sponsors this week. We have whoop.com, so head over to Whoop.com to find out more about the Whoop device and how to monitor your recovery, rest, and sleep monitoring. And you can use the promo code WAP to save 15% on your membership. And also head over to YourCleanBike.com. Check out the Works Hydroshot Power Cleaner and their family of tools. And you're going to use the promo code GEARUP. Once again, that's the promo code GEARUP to save 15% on your Works Hydroshot Power Cleaner. And with that, this is Tim in Orlando, Florida.
0: This is Matt in Minneapolis.
1: And this is Spencer in Boston, reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road.
0: The Slow Ride Podcast. bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com. And on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod.